Before I begin my sermon this morning, I kind of want us to do a little response. I I don't do this too often, but I'm interested to know. Does anyone know what the church's vision statement, mission statement is? We exist to... Okay, somewhere in there. To make faithful followers of Jesus Christ. That's what we exist. We exist to make faithful followers of Christ. Everything that we do falls under this umbrella. It is the reason we come and worship. It is the reason our choir leads us in song. The reason we have vacation Bible school and fellowship nights and small groups and grilled cheese lunch is to make faithful followers of Jesus Christ. It's our passion. We are not called to be cultural Christians who just say they believe in God, but live as though he doesn't exist. We are called to be 100% completely sold out to God's Son, Jesus, and living in such a way that would bring him glory. I want to give you the context of the scripture that was read to us this morning from 1 Thessalonians. I share with you because there's three words in the passage today that just stand out in my mind. But the context, the Apostle Paul really wanted to go and to minister to the people in Thessalonica. And the reason is this was a great city. It was a harbor city. A very famous harbor at that where trade could go both east and west. And this, in Paul's mind, was one of the most strategic spots to reach for the gospel. I wonder if that's what our, I guess, our, the 60 years ago when they were planning Pittman Park, realizing this location and the reach that it would have. But Paul knew that it would reach people from all over the world with the gospel message, out of the trade that happened in the harbor at Thessalonica. So he traveled there according to Acts chapter 17. He preached on three different Sabbaths. So we know he had about three weeks preaching to the gospel to these people. And he wondered, would God bless it? What would happen And sure enough, God blessed it in such a supernatural way. So many people were coming to Christ that the Jews were enraged. In fact, they tried to capture Paul. They had to smuggle Paul out of town just to protect his life. And so on the other side of this mission trip, there's this sense of awe of what God had done. But at the same time, Paul and the others with him were wondering, did it take? Did they just have an emotional moment and that was it? Or were these people truly transformed by Christ? Were they different? And so he was kind of on the edge of his seat and pins and needles wondering what happened. So he sends his son in the faith, Timothy, for a follow-up visit. And Timothy went and looked firsthand to see what was happening in Thessalonica, the spirituality and the lives of the people there. 
And the good news is, Timothy came back with amazing news and said, God is working here. It's unbelievable. Paul was blown away with this sense of spiritual joy that he writes a letter. He writes a letter to the people at Thessalonica. And that's where we get, just in these brief verses we read this morning, So we've been greatly encouraged, he says, in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. Isn't it amazing how when we are hurting and someone remains strong in their faith in Christ, how that faith can actually minister to us? What he says, we've been blessed as you remain strong. In verse 8 it says, he gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. Verse 9 continues, how we thank God for you. Can you imagine people around the world thanking God for you? for your ministry, for your faithfulness. And that's what he says, how we thank God for you. And then it's the three words that have gripped my heart. It's the three words that we've titled this sermon series, Because of You. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Because of you. Because of your devotion to the children and the youth here at Pittman Park, lives have been changed and continue to be changed. Buddy Cooper was a youth minister here at Pittman Park. He is currently the district superintendent of the Northwest District in the South Georgia Annual Conference. I was just reminiscing with Buddy just this past week at annual conference, and he was telling me how he felt like the youth needed a ping pong table. It's kind of important, I guess. But if you don't remember, the the room in which the youth gathered in Sunday evenings was an adult Sunday school classroom on Sunday mornings. Buddy was told that there are no funds available. Buddy's like, well, you know what? We could build it. If you build it, they will come, right? There's a movie about that somewhere. But so Buddy gets together and he goes, yeah, he was telling me this, I kid you not, two days ago. He goes, yeah, there was a lumber company right up the road, right? (laughs) Yeah, Buddy, there's still a pretty significant Howard Lumbers right up the road. I went there and he got the wood and and he said he varnished that, that ping pong table and it was huge. In fact, it was so big that even turned on its side, it could not leave that room. (laughs) But he learned quickly to ask for more clarification when building something at the church. But through his ministry, lives are still being touched today. There's another youth minister here at Pittman Park that was a mentor of mine later in life, John Stevens. He's currently serving an incredibly large church in Texas. The gospel of Jesus Christ goes because of your devotion 
and the, what you have built up within them. But what about some of our own boys, some of our, our own people here at Pittman Park? Just this past weekend, we celebrate with the Hagen family as Kirk Hagen, their youngest, was commissioned as an, a commission, beginning the process, seeking ordination as an elder in the United Methodist Church. Kirk is still changing lives in Wrightsville. Scott, their oldest, is a great friend, both of them are, and is serving at Bon Air just outside of Warner Robins. He spoke from the floor of conference with grace and dignity and is respected among many. Because of your devotion, the gospel of Jesus Christ is going through these individuals and how you've poured yourself into them. But it doesn't just stop with the South Georgia Annual Conference. Think about the picture that we received from our 50th celebration. We were able to raise close to $50,000, I believe, to send to Munholland United Methodist Church to help them rebuild. And today they still celebrate and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter into God's presence. I want you to think, what would it be like if people all over the world could say that? Because of you, we have great joy. Because of you, we are different. Because of you, our families have been changed. Because of you, God has met our needs. Because of you, spirituality, we have been transformed. Because of you, Paul said, we have great joy as we enter into God's presence. Pittman Park is celebrating 60 amazing years of ministry. And I believe that there will be many, many more. But to do that, we need to embrace the challenge that God has given us. The vision of this church to make faithful followers of Jesus Christ. At conference just this past week, we accepted a challenge that the South Georgia Annual Conference would grow in its worship by 10%. 10%. I was doing a quick count earlier of the ones that are in this room. We're sitting right close to 85 I'm pretty okay with math, and I know you just moved the decimal one spot, so that's about 8.5 people. Let's round up and say nine people, okay? Nine people. Nine people in this worship service. We will do anything short of sin to reach people who don't know Christ. That should be our calling. That should be our mantra. That should be what we do in this world to go out, to reach people no one is reaching. We have to do things that no one is doing. 
We've stepped out in faith with Rebecca's Cafe. We have two times a month in which we give and serve. We feed children at during school times. We offer food with the Christian social ministries, but I believe there is more. To reach people no one's reaching, we have to do things that no one is doing. We have to be bold in our faith. But I also believe that nine is a pretty small number. I think that we need to be faith-filled, big-thinking, bet the farm, go big or go home kind of believers. We will never insult God with small thinking and safe living. You've heard the saying, go big or go home, right? That was made very clear to me my junior year of high school. We were playing softball for the region championship to move on to play state. Why does it always come to two outs, bottom of the seventh in softball, and I'm up to bat? There's one on, and we're down by two. Coach comes and says, go big, or we're going home. No pressure, right? Yeah, we went home, by the way. (laughs) Sorry. We approach that every day of our life. God is calling us to reach people who don't know Christ. To be big thinking, risking life and limb that they may know the grace, the love, the forgiveness that our Lord and Savior offered to us and is speaking to them. Safe living and dreams aren't what God has called us to. We may not classify ourselves as a mega church. At times we may not even think we're a big church. But we are going to reach out. I don't want us to ever get to the point where someone says, well, that's just too big. As long as there is one person who does not know Christ, we are never big enough. And if you need to know, with everything in me, I want us to continue to dream big. I want us to reach out with passion. We're going to share the gospel outside these walls, in our county, in our state, throughout the world. That people can point back and say that because of you and your faith, God has changed my life. Because of your devotion, because of your direction which God has given to you, my life is different. I want us to do anything short of sin. Be unapologetically, aggressively evangelical. To reach others. To dream big. Dream beyond nine people. To dream where people walk in these doors. 
filling this place to overflowing, bringing the chairs out that God would reach this community and we would be part of a movement to further the kingdom of God in Bullock County. That we would move beyond the need of government and we would be reaching people in their need. That they would know God's love. But to do that, we have to be spiritual contributors, not just spiritual consumers. The church does not exist for us. It's beautiful. The place in which it was built has great reach, great visibility, but it is not for us. We are the church, and we exist for the world to make faithful followers of Jesus Christ. I believe with all my heart that the local church can be the hope of the world. That when we do our job, when we do what God has called us to do, that we will be reaching need after need. That people will come to know God's love. Pittman Park has blessed my life in many ways. The call of ministry was made alive within this room. The people in this place have nurtured my heart in just this past year. And my child, the other one's too young, but my child is learning to love God in worship, in song, in study, and in service because of your devotion. But it doesn't stop with us in this room. We go to reach, to expand God's love, and that people could point back and say, because of you, God has changed my life. Let us be faithful. Let us be followers. And let us share the word of God with every breath we have that all will come to know God. Will you join me as we pray? Lord, we praise you in this time of love, of service and song. Continue to speak to our hearts as we go this day with a passion to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.